Hello and welcome to the 30 Minute CMO Podcast. My name is Gorsha Huchula and I'm joined by my friend and partner, Alex McNamara. Today's episode is our traditional Ed Talk segment where we discuss news and happenings in marketing and in the world's adjacent to marketing. Hey, Alex. Good to see you. How hey, are you, sir? Gorsha. Very good. Very good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I came back from Iran not long ago and I'm drinking once again. The hot tea. Oh, the Hop calm mark. one, the chamomile. It is delicious. My shipment yes. arrives sometime this week. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I have the subscription and I get 12 pack delivered every two weeks. It's great. Amazing. I don't Although have I feel like your, con- like your conversation juice for today is uh, crushed grapes. It is, it is crushed fermented grapes. Um, very delicious. I think it's a Grenache Syrah blend, I think, from Spain. I don't know. I'll, I'll confirm that. Uh, but it's uh, it's quite tasty. Yeah. Well, cheers to you. And, cheers uh, to you. I'm excited to uh, do this episode with you because there's quite a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I think our topics uh, today are going to be a little bit different, uh, although we are trying to keep the format somewhat similar and just go through a few of them that we found to be the most interesting. Let's start with um, the ads that we uh, seen recently that we think are good. I feel like that's sort of been our default start for the last few yeah. episodes, and I think that's a good one. Uh, so two major themes, I think, happening in the world. One is uh, the UK is reopening somehow and uh, <laughs> cases are rising the uk is reopening freedom day freedom day uh, on july 21st or whatever it was yeah i just imagine. i don't know how i don't know how they did that why i mean i mean i get it but also like what a time what a time to be reopened do you think that uh bojo boris johnson stood outside of 10 downing street and recreated the scene from braveheart where he's just screaming freedom i really hope he did in like I a kid really hope but like in a kilt bojo in a kilt probably in his dressing gown and a beanie you know that picture of him running around yeah. with a beanie in a, in a dressing gown what yeah a kid. That, that what a cartoon a living cartoon what a what a cartoon but yeah i mean you know we're not doing too well with the cases i think we're about to reclose again so hopefully Oof. they can stay open a little longer so anyway, so that's that's the that's the th- uh, the first theme, uh, and then the second theme is the Olympics, uh, the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. The 2020 Summer Olympics kicked off in the summer of 2021. Yep. Uh, they are still being called the 2020 Olympics because they printed 1.6 billion dollars worth of merchandise, <laughs> and it was just going to be too expensive to reprint all of it. So here we are, Groundhog yep. Day. Uh, so there are two. I mean, there's a lot of commercials, obviously, for the Olympics. A lot of um, a lot of brands that are. Uh, that have put stuff out um i found one to be particularly just touching and sort of you know it it's it's from toyota and it's um it's it's an ad uh about an athlete a paralympian actually by the name of jessica long um she has a pretty fascinating story and i I think she's pretty famous but the way toyota kind of visualizes the story and tells it it's a story of um you know chance and perseverance and uncertainty it's a story of how um jessica long's um mom now mom you know some um an american family i guess who adopted her jessica long is originally from siberia from russia without legs um um, and she was adopted um and how that ultimately turned into this heartwarming story of success 
I just really enjoyed um, the story itself, and I enjoyed that mm-hmm. Toyota brought it to me without really making the brand front and center. It, it, Toyota has for a long time sponsored the Olympics and the Paralympics, and I believe yeah. also sponsors swimming events um, you know, at the national levels. Mm-hmm. And so they have the right to be in this space and to celebrate the athletes and, and to tell these stories. And I just enjoyed that they told the story without pushing a car at me or making me think about like an awkward tie-in between a story of success and some vehicle Toyota is trying to sell. So yeah. I applaud them for that. And I think that was uh, maybe not necessarily a brave move, but one that I think took a lot of soul for them to come up with. Yeah, I like I like that. I think that that's when it comes to the Olympics, brands do that really well. They're able to detach themselves from from the message, and it's them bringing to life these athlete stories. I know Intel did it a few years ago, um, and yeah, the one you know the 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 Jessica Long one for Toyota was great. There was no like awkward tie-in at the end. There wasn't like you know some clever twist which made it about Toyota or about something. It was just like they're proud of their athletes they're proud of their sponsorship you know and i think you know you you think brands can be proud of you know they yes they spend lots of money on it but you know they don't they don't do it just just for fun like they have to care about it in some way and i think how they brought that to life was you know was a real and i love the production the way that they have her swimming through the scenes and how the, the the water is you know joined in with when they're in the house taking the phone call and how when she's swimming um every time she comes up for air the the scene changes to be more and more people to show her progression of swimming is i thought it was just really well done it was just a really yeah like you said a very heartwarming very touching ad and there was no ego there was no cell there was just you know we're proud of we're proud of our olympians and yeah. paralympians and i think it's great yeah, I think I I, th- I think it weaves in the the spirit of the Olympics very well, which is to celebrate the individuals who um, who make the sports possible. And so, great great job, yeah. Toyota. We applaud you. Um, great job. Uh, and then moving to uh, another example, uh, this one is from from the London reopening um, conversation we just had. Um, TFL, which I uh, stands for Transport for London, is the government agency that uh, that's responsible for running all the buses and the underground system. Uh, they uh, took a huge hit during the pandemic. Obviously, people stopped um, uh, stopped riding on public transport for obvious reasons, and so they're trying to get people back into the system, get the ridership up again. I don't think TFL usually advertises, um, but in this case, they did, and put, they put up put out this ad which. Um, it celebrates the reopening of London and all yeah. of the things that uh, the TFL system can take you to, all the places they can take you to, whether it's museums or uh, the Oval, the cricket grounds or this or that. And like they very cleverly, I feel like, tie in their iconic logos, um, you know, of of the underground system, of, uh, of their buses, of all of these types of things um, into this ad and, and, and weave it in um, and make you feel like... Um, you're part of this sort of journey with them, so um, a little bit, a little bit less deep, I guess. But I think they they, they get the essence of it right. And it's a bit, of, it's a fairly catchy tune that kind of keeps the whole pace up. Um, so for me, I think it was a well, well done job, TFL. Two thumbs up. I liked it. I, I thought I I loved. It was very subtle in in the way that they brought it to life, and it was using all of the um, the typical word placements you get within. 
all of the signage in TFL and it was just like, you know, two for dinner, you know, the, the bus number two, the destination yeah. for dinner. Um, in the Earl's Court station, there was like um, museum. And then I don't know if you've ever been there, old school boards, it has arrows pointing at this, the, the destination. And it was like dinosaurs. And I was like, this is, it's really nice. It's just things that you're familiar with in a, in a, in a new way. And I thought it was just a really nice way to celebrate Freedom Day and the reopening. Yeah, it also made me think about the poor state of the New York uh, system, where I don't know how much, like, they can do all the branding they want, and anytime you see Pizza Rat, like, that's the only thing people will think about. <laughs> pizza Rat. Yeah. Although, if you ever go in the tube and you go to the end, you're guaranteed to see minimum of six to eight mice running around. Guaranteed. Yeah. Kebab wraps. So, yeah. Kebab rats. Kebab. <laughs> Kebab wraps. Yeah. <laughs> So those, yes. uh, those, those are the ads that we really liked. I think um, a firm thumbs down goes to Subway, who just, I think, just did a terrible job. To, to they spent a lot of money. They, on, thumbs on, up on for spending loads of money on celebrities. Yeah. Thumbs down on a cohesive idea. I watched yeah. one, and I came away with All I remember was Steph Curry was in it, and the idea he, he was trying to give... He was like, I've got loads of time, and then he ran out of time. And I wasn't, I wasn't sure the landing spot of the ad, like what was my takeaway, but yeah. maybe I'm, maybe I only watched one and I was supposed to watch all of them for it to make sense, like a jigsaw puzzle. I think you just need to eat a footlong subway sub for it to make sense. Yeah. So I went out and got Jimmy John's instead. Excellent. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Mission all accomplished. Right. That, that's, right. that's that for the ad portion thumbs down for that um yeah. moving on into evs uh and we've i've got a yeah, couple of EV vehicles. stories electric electric vehicles um for a few reasons but one of the main reasons is thinking about buying an electric vehicle and as soon as you do you start to notice notice them everywhere and see all the stories that you probably wouldn't have seen before so the big one that i saw this morning was lucid which is a post-luxury electric vehicle so it's not enough to just be a luxury vehicle it's post-luxury so it's i think like what a, that it's means like a it's a seven-star hotel yeah i, I th well i think it's like a it's like a five-star hotel but everything is sustainable and so like everything's made out of cardboard or recycled plastic or um you know it's you know all you know it's all electric sustainable um built uh but it still costs seventy-seven thousand dollars. well they haven't released a production car yet it's uh they went um they went public through a a, a spac merger um at a valuation of 42 billion um which i thought was pretty incredible for a car that's never been bought yet uh but what i thought was really interesting about this from a from a brand point of view and i've seen a bunch of instagram ads for them recently uh, is that they're riding on the coattails of Tesla, who have been pioneering the way you yeah. know, for uh, for what feels like a gazillion years. But Tesla went in with and, and basically changed everyone's mind on what electric vehicles is. So Lucid, with this you know second or third mover approach, is taking advantage of all of the work done by someone else and then reaping all of the benefit benefits. So you know we always talk about first mover advantage. You're only you're the only one in the space. You're the only one with the tech. But really, you know, if you can sit and wait and watch and you can come in with a similar product uh, that's made it 
in the same way or just slightly different with your own spin on it you can take advantage of all the branding that they've done the uh changing of the audience demands of getting people familiar with um with a new you know a new way of transportation so tesla's did all that work for them and now they're just coming in getting a fourth highest valuation of a electric vehicle i thought that was it was a pretty good idea like i looked at the car and it, it looks nice it's got a yeah. it's got a pretty good range yeah, you know? I mean, but no on, one's bought one, so you have no well, idea. Again, on paper, and you know, the the history of, the history of EV vehicles is fairly short and mostly dominated by Tesla, but it already has a graveyard. You know, for 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 a history of an industry that's so short, having a graveyard mm-hmm. seems to be premature. But we have Fisker Karma. If you remember those beautiful Fisker cars that, um, yeah. you know, don't get made anymore, but a bunch of people bought them, and I don't know how they maintain them now. Uh, there is a trucking brand called Nikola. So if you think about Tesla for cars, yeah. Nikola or Nikola, I guess. Um, same thing, valuation through the roof. Uh, and turns out they were stealing a whole bunch of tech and ideas and plagiarizing their way through and basically uh, rode the hype of Tesla into into the space. So they they yeah. sort of collapsed. They're still, ar- they're still around, but there's huge question marks about their ability to deliver an actual vehicle into production. Um, Lucid's been talking about this now for 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 a while, and my my fear is that by the time they actually get a car out with the 500 whatever mile range that they promise, like yeah. others will have like closed the gap where it's not going to be as impressive as maybe it was a year or two ago. You know, a year or two ago, yeah. there was Tesla, and then everyone was just talking about launching a car. You know, yeah. now we have VW, now we have Audi, now we have um, other players porsche on the high end you know with their like all electric cars out you know like yeah then is Taycan is Lucid going to be as re- uh, is mint also yeah cost of fortune. it's nice cost of fortune. <laughs> but but you know like how relevant or impressive are they going to be by the time they they actually get their vehicle because like getting a vehicle out is hard it's, it's freaking hard it's like R- rivian's been hard. talking about this another car uh, all electric brand like they were supposed to have a car a truck out by this time like they still haven't yeah yeah so. i mean it's 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 imp- <clears throat> it's impressive what they've done so far but yeah like you know you know uh vw and audi had their gen no audi had their gen one and the a3 yeah. vw have just brought out their id4 which look which you've said it's you've seen in person i haven't yet you said it looks really nice that's got pretty good range and a pretty fast um like small charge and um Volvo has I mean, the Polestar, yeah, but that's yeah. Volvo has Polestar. Um, Audi have just released three or four different all-electric vehicles. Ford have brought out the Mustang E Mac and the Bronco. Bronco? No, no, the Lightning, the F one fifty Lightning. But like that's next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, the Lightning. Um, and they're gonna GM is gonna go thirty electric vehicles. Mercedes have just announced they're gonna go all electric by twenty thirty. Like no more gas cars. Yeah. Maybe for Formula One, maybe a couple of like hypercars for racing and maybe just for the sound. But yeah, all electric. They're releasing their new EVQQ, no, EQXX, sorry, EQXX concept with 620 mile range. And like that's not going to be a production, fully production car, but they're building it to then make that into a production car. So like, you know, we're talking more range than I've got in my mini with a, you know, 15 gallon gas tank and that's that's impressive that's really impressive given where we were three years ago with range anxiety so i i wonder you know tesla has never advertised not once they've been able to 
build this market share entirely through product and Elon. Elon's Elon, right? Yeah. I remember in the early days, in the first few years of Google, and you know they didn't, they, you know, famously didn't advertise either. But like, I, you know, as they entered other competitive spaces, they were forced to. I wonder if Tesla, at some point, is going to have to reconsider because you are going to have cars with better build quality, with more choice at at more price ranges. Like, is Tesla going to have to, uh, you know? get an agency and start start advertising you know will they be as uh as um kind of buccaneering as 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 they, as they have been as as to add ad geeks i i yes. think we both agree yes the answer is we think yes they will and they should whether they actually do it i don't think so i don't think that elon thinks his brand needs branding because they're in the news all the time for you know various reasons sometimes because they crash into things sometimes because they get set on fire or they set themselves on fire but also he's on twitter he's he is the brand like he he doesn't need to do a lot um to get people aware of tesla but what he doesn't do is he doesn't distinguish the cars from other vehicles it's like he's gonna get there's gonna be a problem where um where people people know the brand but they don't know why tesla over mercedes and they're going to be at a too high price point or you know the ford new car is going to be is going to be better i don't know i think i think they should they're going to have to well they should have to but well, whether also, or not they do and also and also it's, it's not like uh, all news coming out of tesla is good news i think one of the other things you had on the list is um tesla has famously been pushing into like autonomous driving space yeah, um, yeah, fully driverless in in quotes. Yeah. Which, it, which which it's which it's not. It's not. Um, it's not. And it's also fully expensive. It's fully expensive because I remember they 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 promised everyone who bought a Tesla would have full self driving in quotes capabilities like full self driving, and they just released the um the the hard software update and you yeah. can buy it through a subscription or ten ten grand upfront. And you have to pay one thousand five hundred dollars for a hardware retrofit to make it work, and everyone lost their shit because they went from a um, they went from you know they're spending the tens of thousands on a car with the promise that it'll work when it comes out and it didn't work. And you know what they did? They knocked five hundred bucks off that price and was like, "How about now? Is that better?" I'm like, "Take the take the Peloton way out, man. Just be like, whoa, I'm sorry." You know, yeah. yeah, you're right. No, we did promise that. You know what? It's free. $1,500. It's free. We'll eat it. They made $1.2 in profit last quarter or something. Highest ever sales. They they can they can take it because they promised it. I feel like as a brand, if you promise something, you've got to deliver. You have to. Yeah. I mean, I th- that's, that's, I think, that's, I think, where it's going to start diverging a little bit for Tesla, where, you know, they've, they've gotten away with cars that had a lot of build quality issues. Uh, they are sort of their image is being held together by Elon, um, and the more promises yep. he makes on which he's not able to deliver, like again, he was able to get away from it because he was the only one delivering electric vehicles to the market. As competition yep. stiffens, as we have more and more choice every year, people people aren't going to be dumb. The, all the Tesla fanboys and girls have bought their Teslas. The net, the yep. people he really needs are people like you and me, who aren't Tesla fans but who just want the best possible car for our money you know that we can afford and 
yeah he you know this kind of stuff really puts you off so that's very um, quickly it's not going to be tesla yeah but you know staying 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 on the topic somewhat uh of elon although he's not the focal point of this uh of, of this next um um conversation uh i want to have uh space race private space race space uh, know, race this is fun we, yeah we know elon's been launching rockets into space for some time now but he has sort of taken a back seat and has been more of a like in you know the engineering kind of visionary behind this recently in the last few weeks we've had two um flashy cocky billionaires hoist themselves into space on uh on their rocket ships and uh make a lot of fuss <laughs> and make a lot of fuss about this it's kind of funny that uh have the world tuned in to watch richard branson fly a space plane into maybe orbit maybe not depending on which maybe orbit yeah, yeah which which people you consult and spend four minutes there and then come back and declare this you know the second coming of neil armstrong like people have been going to space now for for how long and so okay, yeah so he went to space anyway but ever the show man um went to space there was like this whole big to do where you know they partnered with land rover which like towed the cars out to uh, or towed they were the tow cars for the his space plane um he biked somehow it was an uh you know he biked to the launch pad um elon musk came and i think there was a picture taken where the two of them stood in what looked like a 1970s kitchen uh which was you know <laughs> two two people worth combined what? 200 200 mil, uh, billion dollars and like they have a they couldn't find anything better than a little kind of garbage kitchen to uh to stand in um with elon being barefoot Oh um, th- like the whole yes. thing was just kind of wrapped in this kind in, in this really weird uh, trappings of you know one part sustainability. So Branson is biking to this thing. Oh, cool, man! You're you're being all uh, you're all about sustainability. But then you and three other chums are going up to space <laughs> on a thing that's just spewing out carbon dioxide and all other sort of you know garbage to spend four minutes to do nothing other than to look at look at Earth from space and return. And declare this to be, you know, a success. Um, I have a question about this, but I just I'll pivot to uh, to the next guy, which is Bezos. He then yep. a few days later launched himself into space on a rocket ship that just looks like a giant penis. Looks, it was a giant penis. Yeah, you know, you yeah. know the Austin Powers skit that yep. was made in anticipation of this. This is several, this is several several decades in, into the future. Exactly. I don't know who approved this design, but good God, did I no one I, look at it and be like, "Hmm, I that feel like, looks I, I, familiar." I feel like Doctor Evil was the prototype for Jeff Bezos. There's a lot of similarities, a lot <laughs> of like lot. unintentionally close similarities. But Jeff Bezos went into space on on the cockship, uh, and <laughs> uh, again, like he went to a higher altitude, whatever. Like came back as well. Um, and then came out and said that he wanted to thank the employees and customers of Amazon for paying yep. for yep. his little joyride, which just yep. sounded so ham-fisted. Uh, we were coming out of a of a COVID recession where you know everyone was pissed at Amazon making so much profit off the back of their essential workers. You just like their reputation is not in a very good place. And here's this guy who's basically like, "Hey guys." Thanks for uh, breaking your backs and, you know, spending money with me. I was able to take a joyride into space. 
are the are are these two yeah. guys uh, damaging like their um, kind of you know is the halo of this thing damaging the actual brands that make the money like for for richer brands and it's 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 all the virgin things and for Bezos obviously it's um, Amazon like is there I what yes what are they doing yes yes I mean to be fair the virgin brand isn't exactly strong anymore like they they have the the airline and like that to be fair it's pretty good it's pretty it's pretty snazzy but like they're not the brand of the 90s and the early 2000s that they once were like they are not a good brand so like i mean i saw i saw someone tweet out that virgin took millions in assistance uh from the uk government yep. laid off a whole bunch of people and then branson's like jetting off into space with his space buddies on his space plane that didn't even make it to space uh and he had this he had this galactic plane years ago and did the same thing it's like nothing but like i think i think they you know and Bezos does not give a does not give a damn he knows people are gonna spend with amazon but i yeah i don't think that, i don't think their little space jaunts have helped their brand especially especially amazon because they're just rinsing people and especially the workers um of of money and i you know i don't think he meant to say you paid for this i re i think he meant to say something like you made this happen or something a little less ham-fisted but i thought it was very telling that he said you paid for this and i thought i think that's what he that's what he truly meant he really did mean it in that kind of a negative way like you're yeah. chumps and you, you paid for this i that's i think how most people how most people read this um you know it's 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 i i don't think that bezos is known as a great marketer you know that's branson's yeah. trump card um and it's yeah. just it's just crazy how both of them have absolutely failed in this um in in this moment it was the wrong moment to do this it feels like it it was done yeah. not in a great way and for a purpose and that's again why i want to kind of go back to elon you know Elon is running SpaceX as a business. He is yeah. delivering cargo. Uh, he's taking actual astronauts into space. He's doing it cheaper than NASA was able to do it. And I'm sure there's a lot of question mark, marks around his space adventures as well. But at least he has held off on, you know, showboating and taking himself to space and uh, making it about himself. You know, he seems to be on the right side of, of, of this conversation. And these two characters are just... Um, are just not so yeah uh i was gonna yeah. say the same thing i was like elon has managed to he's managed to go to he's well he launched his own tesla into space so he didn't yeah. he's not you know he did do that let's not forget that but he has made it into a a, a a tool that can be used and is used and he's not just made a rocket that goes up and and you know flies down again it it flies up and it flies itself down and it lands on the floating platform in the middle of the ocean and it can be reused. So he's not he's not just like made a toy to be a guy in space. He's like he's created the next generation of, of spacecraft which are reusable. Every time I see those things land back on Earth or in the ocean, <laughs> I feel like it's the most surreal thing ever. <laughs> like that that is truly impressive. It it and it it really is. It really is. So like you know, we we you know, 
we come down on Tesla pretty hard, but like you gotta be, you gotta give him something for SpaceX because like he really has, he's really created something that's quite special for the next generation of like space, uh, travel. Well, I guess travel, space, Spe- yeah, exploration. exploration. Um, but but he also, I mean, maybe this is like top secret thing. He's not going in there being like, I'm making space travel for people. He's like, I'm building rockets to deliver stuff to space. And, you know, probably the next generation is I'm building space space planes for to escape the Earth. But Bezos and Branson were like, I'm making space planes and spaceships to get out of here whilst all you muggins pay buy my you know, pay for my brand to get out to stay here. So it it feels like very different ways of approaching this. And I think Bezos and, and Branson are in the I'm making space planes for my rich buddies. Yeah, it was also funny. I think the UK the UK media kind of ripped into Branson for not quite not quite going to space and making a big deal out of it. And they're like, you know, they they basically said uh, it just follows a pattern of him over promising and then really under delivering, but then making making it feel like he really just really accomplished something special. Yeah, and uh, and he and he really hasn't. I don't I don't know what his his plane does because he had the he had this like two hull you know long wing plane a while ago and it's not going into space it's not floating around it's not really doing much and i feel like i honestly i feel like he just got the old plane and flew it because he knew jeff bezos was going to do it and he wanted to do it first or before him just like ruin his day i think i think that's exactly right i don't i i think (laughs) I, i think he had to clear his schedule last minute when he found out that you know this was happening yeah. so anyway that's why you can I mean, book a car to get to the launch pad you had to ride his bike exactly all the all the ubers were were spoken for <laughs> yeah, in new, all the ubers in, were busy in new mexico but regardless <laughs> i guess it's uh it's somewhat of a new area in space we have we have um rich folks now deciding when they're going to fly versus having to be in nasa or russia to fly yeah. on one of their spaceships so um yeah the environment i'm sorry I'm well sorry hopefully the democratization of space travel will follow quickly after lucid with their uh third mover advantage spacecraft coming in 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 a few years time with a spac uh merger we'll yep. see we'll see all right my friend i think that's all right. that's all for us for today uh thank you and uh thank you very much time yeah